Hello, my loyal subjects. It is I, the father of clitoris disappointment and stimulation. Now, no one listened to me last week, and I'm feeling neglected. And I feel like it was because I put negative vibes out into the universe. So from now on, I'll be using my essential oils. Um, I am a little bit worried about Jupiter and Venus and their retrogradeness um, because it causes me, because of my star sign, to actually um, behave a little bit erratically. So I think last week Venus was doing a backflip and that was why I was just crazy and I sent off neg vibes into the universe and no one, um, no one listened last week, so I apologise to my subjects if you come back to me with my pause vibes and my, um, my scented candles and essential oils. I promise that I will try to be better. And really, at the end of the day, this isn't my fault. It's the fault of celestial bodies that are millions of miles away in outer space. But because I was born under the specific star sign that I was born under, I behave a certain way and it has dictated my life up until this point. Anyway, hope everyone's doing fan friggintastically. Um, once again, some. I actually am not did this week. You know what? No one listened last week. So no one's even going to be expecting me to do the thing that I said I was going to be doing, which is finding wacky titles to Netflix movies and shows that. I'm going to try and guess based on their name what they're about and then finding out what they're actually about. Um, but anyway, I didn't bother doing that this week. I had better shit to do and no one listened. So I was sad. Um, something, there's a bunch of random stuff, but something that popped into my head recently, and by recently I mean like seven minutes ago, was... To preface this, I don't give a fuck if you're black, white, Asian, you live your left wing, right wing, fucking upside down wing, you're an astral spirit fox from fucking Jupiter. I don't give a fuck how you identify yourself, what your sexual proclivities are. I really just do not care. But we cannot deny that every now and again, there's a gaydar, gaydar, quote unquote, that goes off. I don't know if you can say that anymore, but here I am saying it. Now, sometimes, I think of it like the Speedo, it hits like 6,000 RPM and you're just like, yeah, that dude's definitely, you know, definitely seen one up close and that's fine. You're not questioning it, you don't care, you're like, but there is no question. But every now and again, you see someone that hits like three, three and a half thousand RPM, you're like, I think you might be like 65% gay. And the reason why this can sometimes happen, it's, I don't know, because I could be wrong. It doesn't really matter. But it could be based on the way you're sitting. But I've always noticed with the people that sort of like, I'm like, is that guy? Okay, so I'm going to have to cut that together. So good luck to me. See if that sounds all right. Anyway, got a phone call. Super annoying. Um, what I was saying, I'm pretty sure, I was saying that you see these guys who are like, you're like, are they gay? Are they not gay? 
doesn't matter. It probably doesn't. But, like, they're always with women who look extremely masculine. Like, they could almost be lesbians themselves. And I'm like, to me, I'm just like, now, does he know? Is he attracted to her? Because he's not, he's mostly heterosexual, but also leans a little bit on that side and is just kind of into those features? Or is it because they are in the closet because today's society isn't, is even though it's more accepting than it's ever been, it's still not as accepting as it could be? Is that, is that person like, this is the closest I can get within this society or my familial acceptable lines and then does he know that he's done that or is it subconscious does she know that he's done that and it's and she is kind of leaning on her own spectrum and she's kind of into him because he's a more effeminate male i don't know why like the description for this show is asking the big questions and never answering them i have no answer for this question it is just a question that just stri- struck me walking through a shop and I was like, saw a guy with his partner, like they were clearly together. And I was like, does he know that she looks very masculine and does she know he looks very feminine and is it by design or is it completely subconscious and neither one of them is aware of it? But yeah, that is the question, not answering it because who the fuck knows? Um, yeah, so anyway, um, a bunch of other observations that I just make randomly. But I guess one of the biggest ones is like, people just take you the wrong way sometimes. Like, obviously that is a thing. Like, I'm not breaking any, there's no ground being broken here, but it's just like, so many different senses of humour. And I feel like a lot of people, not a lot of, I, I don't know, I don't know how to describe this, but it's like, Unless it's overtly funny, like if there's a little bit of subtlety to a joke or like an underlying tone of almost sarcasm or double meaning or whatever, people are like, oh, are you mad? It's like, what? No, I'm joking with you. Like, read what I'm saying. Like, actually think about it for a second and realize that I've used the double meaning, like I used a callback to a previous joke or thing that we talked about, like, I'm not, I'm not being angry at you. I'm calling back to an earlier situation and, and just using that to make a joke. But unless it's like, knock, knock, who's there? Walter, Walter who? Walter, fuck you. I don't know. A knock, knock joke. But you get my point. Unless it's like, this is the setup. This is the punchline. I feel like a lot of people just don't get it. And that's hard because... I don't know, like when I'm trying to have like a good time with people, I'm like, I'm going to make fun of everything and I'm going to talk shit and banter with you, and which is kind of what I'm doing now. Like talking shit and bantering is heaps of fun and I think more people should do it. I don't know, I'm just rambling again, but it is weird. People are vanilla. Maybe I'm vanilla. wonder if there's someone out there or some people out there like, Obviously, I don't feel like I'm vanilla. If you're vanilla, you probably don't feel like you're vanilla. But, like, do you ever watch movies? What the fuck is that movie with Will Ferrell where the chick's writing a book and she's, I don't know what it's called, she's writing a book and everything she writes happens to Will Ferrell and he works at the tax office. 
His life to me, when I watched that movie, looked so boring. In my mind, I could not conceive not killing yourself out of boredom. And I'm not joking or exaggerating. If my life got to a point where it was that fucking boring, like there was no excitement. I was at work at the exact same time every single day. I had no new interactions, no exciting interactions. I would straight up fucking kill myself. I see movies like that. I can't watch them. I've never even finished that movie. I don't know what happens. But it's so terrifying to me that life could exist that way, that the thought of my me ending my own life is more appealing than living that existence. And I don't know what that says about me. Maybe I, I don't know. Is it just so foreign to me? I just can't understand it. And anything outside this existence that I currently live is just too foreign and that would just be world-ending, which I guess it would be. Uh, Other thing I was thinking about, actually, the other day that I wanted to talk about is actually being happy with who you are as a person. Like, I feel like self-help books uh, have been a thing for, like, 20, 30 years, I guess. Some of them are really good, but I feel like no self-help book is a complete system. Kind of like, it'll tell you things that you can or can't implement, to make you a better person, but no one book is going to tell you the story. But I also feel like it's a market based on, like, implying that you shouldn't or you aren't happy with yourself. Now, I've read a lot of self-help books, but never once because I wasn't happy with who I was. It was more like because I wanted to enhance the parts of myself that I like and then recognize parts that I wanted to improve. But never once have I thought, I hate myself or I'm shit at something, I'm going to pick up this book. Most of the time, I've picked them up out of interest. One of my favorites is Extreme Ownership. And I didn't read it because I suck at taking responsibility for myself and the actions of people who answered to me directly. But I liked it because it reaffirms some things that I already do and then goes into further detail on why you do those things that way, how you can do them better. Like, it just improved something that I already did or helped me to improve it. But I personally, like, I thought about this a lot lately is I'm actually happy with the person I am. And I accept that a lot of people don't like me and I don't care. Like, one of my favorite quotes that I ever read was, someone else's opinion of you is not your business, which is true. Like, I don't really care what anybody thinks about me for the most part. Like, there are obviously going to be people in your life. Like, I kind of, to some degree, care what my friends think of me. I care what my wife and son will think of me, what my mom and sisters think of me. But it only goes so far. Like, if they decide, like, for example, if my wife tomorrow said to me, I don't like who you are anymore, I'm not going to say, well, fuck, how do I change myself to fit into this little box? I'm going to start simping for you and be who you want me to be. I am unapologetically who I am. I am still who I am when you married me. If you don't like that anymore and I haven't done anything for you to stop liking me, the prob- that's your problem to either sort out or we just end this and we start again. Obviously, that's not the option that you want, but I think being comfortable within yourself that you don't have to change too much for any particular person. Obviously, there are certain parts of yourself that you have to like temper because they're not relevant in all situations like, I have a pretty dark sense of humor. Don't bring it into my workplace because it's not the appropriate place for it. Not because I care what those people think of me, but 
because the relationship is not that of friendship. The relationship is professional and I need to maintain that. So certain parts I'll allow and certain parts I'll just keep to myself because it's not the right situation. But in terms of friendships and stuff like that, like I am who I am unapologetically. If you don't like it, then you're not in this, this group and that's fine with me. It should be fine with you too. Like you don't have to like every person you interact with and it's unrealistic to think that every person you interact with is going to like you. It's just not how the world works or how it should work. So I don't know. I've just been thinking a lot. Like I am actually quite happy with who I am as a person because I feel like I'm on a trajectory that's leading to where I want to go. But I am also, I'm just who I want to be at this very moment in my life. I'm, a, I'm sure I'll look back in 10 years and be like, what a fuck with Like, how did you not see that you needed to improve X, Y, and Z? Or, I'll, but I guess really, if I just extrapolate further from where I'm being, I don't look at myself as an 18 year old and be like, I was an 18 year old fuckwit. Although, perspective wise, if I met myself, I might think that about myself. I think you, everybody has to go through those things in life to sort of become who you're going to be. Like, you can't just be born a work of art. You're not an oil painting. You've got to create that over the, your whole life. And hopefully, by the time you get to the end or on your last day, you've achieved what you wanted to achieve and done the best that you could so that the people's memory of you, because first impressions never last, people's memory of you is what you kind of want it to be in terms of who you are. Like, regardless of whether I like you or not, it's the personality that you constructed that you've presented to them. And hopefully that's what you leave behind and you don't leave behind, what like, not that it's going to matter, but you don't leave behind thinking, I wish people thought of me more like this. Like you work your whole life to create this person who you want to be and then who you're going to be remembered as. You're not just this perfect person that everyone always remembers as this. And everyone's going to, you're a different person to every person you meet. Like you're presenting different sides of yourself. Your interactions have been different. Um, no person is who they were in your last conversation with that you had with them. They are who they've been through your entire relationship, which I always take to mean like just because they were mean to you last time you spoke doesn't mean they're a mean person. And conversely, if they were nice to you last time they spoke, but they've historically been rude or mean, doesn't mean they're a nice person. They haven't necessarily changed. But then also, like I said before, first impressions never last. So even though you might have initially been nice or gone along with someone or thought, hey, that's a nice, that's a good person, that's someone I like, the preceding relationship with that person could change your opinion of that. Like the initial opinion is what gets you in the door. You have to either continue to prove that that's who you are or eventually you're going to show your true colours. It's kind of the same with service. I actually spoke to my wife this morning about this is um, professional services. Like the first time you use any particular service, mechanic, whatever, they usually do an amazing job. Second time, the job's still pretty good but you may notice some flaws. Third time, and this is kind of like, in my opinion, the test of whether the business is actually good or they were trying to rope you in to become a regular customer, is if your third interaction with that person is positive or negative or if they did as good of a job as if you were the first time they ever saw you. Like I always try to, professionally, I always try to make my first interaction set the standard for how I'm going to continuously interact and if not improve from there. Whereas I notice a lot of services, the more familiar they become with you, the less they try to impress you. And then the slower, it's like a slow death because then you just start to leave in terms of business. They need you. 
terms of friendship, sometimes it's that way. Someone really wants to be a friend. Relationships with your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. They're, at first, they're trying to, as my wife will put it, capture you. And once they've captured you, then really they give up. Because someone, someone asked me a while ago, because I still try to look my best, go to the gym, whatever, put some effort into my appearance. And someone's like, why are you doing that? Like, why do you put so much effort in? Like, you're married, she's committed to, she's stuck. And I'm like, because, I, and my, my actual response was, I think I need to put in more effort because she, there's nothing from st- stopping her from finding somebody else. If I stop putting the effort into myself, then it shows that I've stopped caring about what her opinion is of me or how I make her feel in all different ways. So I continue to put in as much, if not more effort, because I need to prove that I wasn't just putting on a, an act so that she would fall in love with me. I was showing her who I am as a person and continue to improve and grow. I feel like now I've gone super self-healthy, but like these are genuine things that I do. Like I always try to do my best because there's like, just because you marry someone or they're with you doesn't mean they have to stay with you. It's not that hard to get a divorce can be potentially expensive and, and heartbreaking, but it's not that hard. So I don't know. I think giving up or being like, ah, I've got that person now I can put on 20 kilos and, not give a fuck is the wrong attitude to have. I feel like you have to continue to try and be the best you can be, not only for the other person, but for yourself. Like, do you really look in the mirror 20 kilos over the overweight and just smashing a tinny, smashing beers or doing whatever, being unhealthy, and think, I'm happy with who I am? Or do you think, fuck, I used to be, you know, when I was 20, I was ripped with a six-pack and a nice tan and girls wanted me. Now I couldn't pay someone to pretend to like me. So, I don't know. I feel like I went off on a crazy tangent from where I started and I went all self-helpy, but I guess that's what the show is, is me asking questions I'm never going to answer and my observations of the world and you guys can tell me with your uh, viewership or listenership or your emails, I will put the email address in the description again, whether you actually like this type of content or not. So, yeah, but that's it for this one. Um, I'll see you all again in the next one. I'm going to try my best to snip this together with where I got broken up last time, but we will see how good my editing skills are. Cheers, guys. Laters.